Welcome to the future. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Long story short, welcome, welcome. Long story short, welcome, welcome. Future, welcome, welcome. Long story short. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Long Story Short, the podcast where we ask, where's the beef? Yep, it's true. We are now a beef cast. We will be discussing, among other things, which jerkies are the best. Do our listeners prefer regular or teriyaki? Grass-fed, what's, what's the deal with that nonsense? Doesn't even seem real. Cows getting that big just on green grass? So suspicious. We're also going to talk to a scientist about those dry beef sticks that you can pull out of the tubs at the front of the deli or the corner store. Are they any good? And corner stores, what's the deal with them? Aren't they called bodegas in New York City? I'd like to welcome our guest for the episode here, and I'll introduce him in a second, uh, but not yet. Do you have any opinion on, on beef, sir? What are you looking at? My guess is distracted. Um, Do you well, like it? I, you know, it's tough. I like beef. I like the taste. But, you know, with the choice of beef comes all this weight of burning down the Amazon yeah. that you have to live with. You can't, yeah. The modern world, uh, there's consequences with everything now. We, we're burdened with these these things. Just eating an animal is not used to be simple a thousand years ago. Um, have you tried any of the, the fake ground beef? No, I haven't had no? it. I'm, I'm open to it, though. Impossible burger? I haven't had them. Have you? I've, had, I've bought it in the supermarket, yeah. I've bought, um, I think, Beyond Meat, that brand. But I've bought that before. It makes, I like it. It makes a, a savory, it's very savory uh, flavor, um, just ground beef, and I'll just do like a patty, like a, like a hamburger patty. Sands the bun, a little ketchup. I just have that. It's good. I like it. I don't get it very often. How'd, how'd you cook it? Just uh, on the stove, just on a stovetop skillet. I w if I had a, I'd love to barbecue. I'd get a little flame broil, but I don't have a, I don't have a barbecue. In my little, my little spot. One day, one day, <laughs> it's the dream. <laughs> um, yeah, we're we're in the studio right now. Oh, listener, with a guest, and they're looking at me right now, and we're going to be chatting with them a little bit more in a moment. We've already begun, and. Also, I will be introducing them, but not yet, <laughs> because um, first I need to I need to describe more about the podcast, because um, we have might have people that have not heard the show before. We want to keep them in the dark. Um, what is a podcast? Uh, I think it refers to the the Apple brand uh, product, the pot, the the iPod, and I think they. Um, started it i think it's related to that um that you so can, it's you like, could listen to the these little episodes of 
audio on your podcast on your pot iPod, and so they so call it's like it frisbee or xerox machine where they just take the name of the original yeah i wonder if they have any sort of ownership or like intellectual property rights apple on that but right? could we reclaim the name and call it something else not it's mad i get now i just said the guest name <laughs> which i was trying not to do but um you could edit that out well i'm gonna edit that edit that out on post um sorry what were you saying guest what is a podcast no not that we <laughs> we've <laughs> um yeah but anyways um please hold please don't talk just nod or shake your head you got it just sir okay um yes like i was saying this is a show we talk about we talk about the highs, the lows. The, I just have to, they make me read this. The ups, the downs of life as you see them and how the heck we all make it through. Mostly we'll be keeping it light. Why, uh, why do you think the universe is the way it is? Things like that. How, how about factory tags on pillows? Opinions. Beef. Have you had fake beef? What are volcanoes? Why are they shaped that way? Could they be shaped something else like a star shape? How about fish? Do you like fish? These are the sorts of questions we ask our guests. Yeah, let's get into it. Um, yeah. Uh, Matt Swagler, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you. This is our guest today. It's a friend of mine, Matt. And she's, uh, yeah, how are you doing? I'm pretty good, man. How's that mate? It's very warm, but it's probably like how it tastes when it comes fresh out of the plant. It's like the authentic experience with a bombilla. Is that the name of the plant? No, that's the um, like the gourd. Oh, that they put it in. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like that. Yeah. Do you have one of those? No. No, I've I've seen them before, but I don't have one. I'm trying to become a minimalist. And only keep things around that spark joy, that are essential to operations. Uh, uh, gourds, like squashes, hollowed out squashes, don't fit that bill for you? Yeah, no, not currently. Uh, I'll always have a French press, but I don't usually drink mate. Yeah. Sorry, my mask is coming off because I'm drinking water and I'm making a lot of noise. It's okay. This is worth dying for, I think. This is, yeah. This is all just edited out and post. Could put an echo on it. <laughs> Technology is amazing these days. But how are you doing? I'm good. Just, uh, it's hot. It's hot at my house. My apartment. I don't have a house. That's a, that was a lie. Um, yeah, I'm 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 fine. Um, just uh, yeah, I don't want to. I feel like I don't want to say too much because I want to create an illusion of fantasy here. Um. So 
guys at home, I'm, you're not going to hear any a whole lot about me. Maybe. Maybe uh, hear a tidbit or two. We have a segment that Matt is, we're going to do in a second, but the host remains aloof. What are you looking at? The levels. Yeah. You're such a musician. What was the, what's the, what was the name of your band? Uh, Burnt. You can hear all kinds of stuff streaming for free at burntmusic.com. Burnt. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, no, no shows got upcoming, at least a, possibly a reunion, maybe in five or 10 years. Um, just, yeah, I just want to give you the space for some plugs. Thanks. Usually you get those at the end of the sh- of a show, but we do we we we're just getting it in right now. Um, can I ask you a couple of uh, biographical questions? Yeah. Um, you're from the southern half of the state. Is where you hail. Yeah. S- uh, San Diego. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What part of San Diego? I know a little bit of San Diego. Not a ton. Oh, it's all the way down there, uh, right next to Imperial Beach, um, probably about 12 miles north of the border. So Imperial Beach Mm -hmm. is the town? Yeah. My mother was born in Chula Vista. Okay. Yeah. um, And grew up in Chula Vista. Just about one or two freeway exits away from her, from your mom. And... I have a buddy who went to UC Santa Cruz that lives in uh, near, uh, near Point Lo- near Ocean Beach, I guess, on Point Lo- uh, near the peninsula that goes out up north of downtown where Point Loma is on. Does that cool. peninsula have a name? Do you know? Call uh, it something. I thought it was Point Loma. Sp- spit of land is called Point. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um. So, ele- what's the elevation there? I, I looked it that's up. like sea level you're talking like 14 feet if you look on the wikipedia article something well, like that that's that's pretty close i looked it up it's actually 16.97 feet <laughs> what's the highest elevation you've ever been at oh i don't maybe half dome uh which i actually just about. looked up too that's about 8500 i was trying to convince my girlfriend that going to Half Dome was a good idea, and that's that was kind of funny because she was just like, oh, so you hike for 12 to 15 hours, and then you get a view, and that's it. And you were like, <laughs> but it's over 8,000. Like, it's pretty cool. <laughs> but, I mean, yeah. She was making fun of you. She was roasting you on this... That sounds cool. And all she had. No, she's she's very objective, like very scientific minded. She just wanted to make sure she had all the information. I showed her some pictures. Have you have you been there? I've been up at the top of it. Yeah. Once. Yeah. Do you it's, think it's worth it? That was pretty cool. I think it's worth it. It's pretty cool. Did you climb on the cables? I did, and someone um halfway up was like, Hey man, you want a beer? So I let go of one of the cables in order to reach into his backpack and pull out a warm Modelo. And I don't regret it. It was good. You drink it while you were climbing up the fuck? No, I saved it. it. I saved it for the top. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Yeah. I just didn't drink the Modelo. I was just going up the cable. 
Um, yeah, that's great. Um, how about when was Imperial Beach founded? Oh man, I don't know. Good question. Okay. If you had to stab out a year. Founded by Western society? Founded by, I don't know. 18, I... 17, 90? 18, 17, 90. 18, 17, 90. That sounds about right. Um, if we played this game called the exhaustion game, choose a category. I, I just like pulled this from online. Choose a category like, for example, vegetables, cars, fruits, furniture, animals, etc. Take turns saying one example from that category until you exhaust the topic. The one who gets stuck first loses. No, that's okay. what you want to do? I need to warm up. Okay. Bit. It's not hot enough in this room. I need to warm up. So, um, vegetables, cars, fruits, furniture, animals. Um, We should do something really specific that's hard. Could do like movies. I don't know. It has to be an easy category. Brought like lots of selections, make it easy as possible. Oh, okay. I think that that let's try vegetables. Okay. I think we start with like the first like start with A. Oh, you have to do it in alphabetical order. Um 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 this is good. This is good, right? This is entertaining. People um, are enjoying this. Are 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 the list? Are you listening? Person enjoying this? Um, vegetables. Let's do vegetables. I'll start. Okay. Um. Gather yourself. Think of a bunch of vegetables that you can just like. You're like ready to rock. You got no, like I'm, I'm just gonna keep my mind okay. open. Okay. Like, um, celery, zucchini, carrot. Okay. Okay. Brussels sprout, broccolini, cucumber. Not broccoli. Mm, bell pepper. Daikon. Ooh, daikon radish. Yeah. Um, How long do you get? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I think, <laughs> think string bean, <laughs> green bean. Oh, are we doing twos? I, just the same thing. It's like the same. Okay, so like a spaghetti squash. Cantaloupe. People, people are loving this. This is really funny. Um, that's good. You say cantaloupe? Yeah. That's a fruit. Yeah. Careful. Right. I, yeah. You almost got disqualified, but you said squ spaghetti squash. So, um, God, it's hot in here. <laughs> oh, so you're warmed up now? <laughs> <laughs> um, shoot. That's good. Corn. <laughs> I think it's pretty, we're pretty loose and playing fast and loose on the, the time limit. Um, yeah, what's it called? The prickly pear, tuna. That is another word for it. Prickly pear fruit? Yeah. Okay. 
That's, that's also I a fruit. think, yeah. a fruit. That's I'm calling... I'm going to hit the buzzer on this one. Yeah. I think that's a fruit. I don't think it's a vegetable. No, you're right. You're right. Okay. Well, I was just testing your boundaries, you know? Like, what do I categorize? How do I categorize things? My categorization, like, culture? Yeah, I mean, that's... That's what people do. You just got to find the limit. Some people are like, I don't... Uh, fruits and vegetables are the same. I'm from I'm the San Francisco Bay Area. <laughs> like... They, why do we have to have this divide? Tomato is like a vegetable and a fruit. Yeah, I that's that's fine too. Um, yeah, maybe we come back to that. Okay, enough of this. This baloney. These are the real questions, Matt. You didn't realize this is a it's a beef it's a beef cast. That's also. Serious. I'm ready. Do you believe? Do you believe in God? Um, I don't believe in like a some force watching over everything that's happening. But <laughs> and I I really read a lot of science. I believe in science. I do think it's really elegant how things are designed if you are bold enough to use the word design but just you know how evolution has made things work so beautifully um but yeah i mean i think fibonacci sequence the you know maybe like the colloquial thought of god watching you masturbate at night like i don't believe in that Just uh, that specific example is <laughs> yeah. what you... <laughs> I'd turn the lights off. Like... <laughs> that's, your, that's your one big fear of, like, if you believed in, like, a higher power, that it would be the, related to you being embarrassed on a cosmic scale, <laughs> like, with your, your genitalia. Not something about like, oh, will I live forever? Is there a heaven? Will I see my loved ones like later? Oh, I have to decide like yes or no if I, whether I believe this or not. Like you know, like that's not the crisis for you. That's not the like the crucial question. It's like, can they see me while I'm jerking off? Well, I also relocated about twenty daddy long leg spiders, but I got to be honest with you. I vacuumed a couple of them, too. Now we're talking. Daddy long legs. I'm listening. And it's like, who's keeping score? You're kind of God in that situation, one might argue. We're, we're kind of gods in that, in that way. That makes sense. In that moment, you decided the, the fate of that poor, those poor creatures. How many did you vacuum up? Eight out of ten? <sighs> No, um, it was more like eight rescued two. Yeah. To the big well, web in the sky. They might like it in the vacuum. I don't know. They're dead in that vacuum. Let's be honest. I don't know very much about the life cycle of those spiders, to be honest. You think they're, they somehow survive getting inside, sucked inside a vacuum? Um... Not getting, they're not getting out of that thing. I emptied it. 
into tra- into trash, more trash. They're buried under tons and tons, proportionally tons of just like dry cement. Those spiders are dead. You can't don't try to wiggle way your way out of this existential guilt. There's zero percent chance that those spiders are alive. Yeah. In right. my that's my professional opinion. What about okay, God. What about Moses? Um Is that a documented real person? You know, I haven't I haven't reviewed the believe, literature. Do you believe in him in a faith way or in a historical literature way? Um, I believe there was a person named Moses. He was a real person? It's interesting if you They look... say that about Jesus. They say he was like a they, there was some proof that that was a real person. But 40 years wandering the desert and if you look at a map, it's not like a really long distance that he traveled. But he was super lost, you know. But with, was he with people at that yeah, time? Yeah, he was leading the Jews. So So that's a bit of a stretch in your mind. I mean, you would think that you could orient by the the sun and the stars and stuff, you know, but I don't know. It's kind of, I wasn't there. Well, people were telling fish stories back then. Oh, yeah. So, you know, four days becomes 40. Doesn't mean there wasn't a, doesn't mean there couldn't have been a person doing stuff. Maybe it wasn't as grandiose as the the mythos has made us believe. So he could have just gotten disoriented with a couple of Jewish people for a certain amount of time. Yeah, like his family, like his like grandparents and like like three of his kids. I believe that. <laughs> Make such a big deal about it, jeez. <laughs> Jesus. Oh yeah, you um you told me you emailed me a couple things about your uh you emailed me some of your favorite movies. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Still. Nineteen eighty five ish. Famously Tim Burton's first studio film. Yeah, I really like Danny Elfman, too. He actually did the score in a, another one of my favorite movies. Um, but, yeah, he works with Tim Burton on most of his stuff. I think almost all his stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was the other one that he did the score for that you um, the, about? the Forbidden Zone is... Oh, I saw that. I, I don't remember if I... I feel like I've seen that. I can't remember. What what one was that? Uh, I worked at... This is just turning into a movie Um we we are we're turning into a movie show now. Sweet, that's what we are now. Sorry, continue. Um, I worked in a film library in college, and I would just check out anything weird that came across the counter. And this one had um a midget king, and a mm-hmm. a frog, and a woman with giant jugs on the cover. So I checked it out and. It was Danny Elfman's brother wrote it and, you know, produced it. Oh, he was the director. And it was a very, well, he, he, his brother was 
Danny Elfman actually he starred as the devil and he did the music for it and it's a super low budget like cardboard set kind of thing and huh. just super weird and funny and uh yeah Danny Elfman's big scene is he is the devil and he's singing uh Minnie the Moocher Cab Calloway style and just yeah really strange film huh the Forbidden Zone? Yeah. Sounds like a Michael Crichton book. I'm not familiar. Didn't you write a book? What was his novel? Like the... the um, I feel like there was a Crichton book called something like that. Um, yeah. Oingo Boingo. Yeah. Danny yeah. Elfman. One of my favorite bands, for sure. Pre... Yeah, and... Um, yeah. And Anvil, that movie, that documentary. Have I you seen that? Seen, I haven't seen it. But the, my understanding is, you can correct me if I'm wrong, this is about some rock band, like a metal, sort of heavy metal band from the 70s or 80s that never really quite reached fame. Sort of a cult favorite group. Yeah. Yeah, and they were all working class guys, like, one of them made lunches at a high school, and I forget what the other jobs were, but um, just relentless dedication despite the highs and lows and, you know, ill-planned tours and all kinds of stuff, but just stuck with the vision, which I, I really appreciated and could relate to. I feel like I did see this now. Yeah, this sounds familiar. Anvil. Um, do you have a favorite book? Um, or you mentioned this yeah. book to me earlier. Yeah, I'm reading one right now called Quiet, uh, The Power of Introverts. In a World That Won't Stop Talking. <laughs> yeah. And this is, uh, so you, this is, is this all right, what we're doing right now? Yeah. I'm just going to nail you on this. A little yeah, bit definitely. Right introverts. This, uh, we can stop talking. We don't have to talk right now, Matt, if you don't want, if this is, if you were trying to give me like a, a thinly veiled sort of like hint. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I got to go. Um, no, um, introverts There's no like... one listening to us right now anyways. There's well, seven people listening. There will be seven people total over the next two months that will listen to this. Do you so know it's essentially zero. Yeah, they're mostly relatives, um, people I've paid small amounts of money too oh cool are you trying to like promote it that way or are you just buying off your friends individually um i am i'm trying to to bribe them to get the viewership going to get light a, a spark under this yeah cool um so yeah that's you know we can just sit here in silence if that's something that you've been getting into learning about sort of the introvert life well they're okay with small groups generally just not as comfortable always you know there's a there's a big range but um kind of the general idea is that introverts and extroverts are you know wired differently when it comes to their central nervous system and uh introverts can become overstimulated 
in some circumstances and they can adapt and do their thing, but then typically require time to recharge afterwards on their own. Um, whereas extroverts yeah. kind of thrive from situate like social situations like that. And they might tend to feel lonely if they're not, you know, like they would be experiencing the pandemic in a very different way than like me who's just reading books, cooking a lot, going on bike rides, you know. So, yeah, no, I'm 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 happy to be here. I haven't received any payment. This <laughs> is of my own uh personal volition. Your sweetheart has have said that. Yeah. Ooh, we can take that out on post. Um Quiet. It's a good book. I think is that um, is that what the film A Quiet Place was was based on? I'm not aware of the film, but I don't think so. Um, John Krasinski from The Office. Oh no, I haven't seen. I would say though, I think everyone can benefit from learning to understand both personality types. You know, in the, in any situation, if you don't relate, if you don't see yourself as an introvert, you can still really gain a lot of perspective for both through the book and it's based on uh, clinical research and stuff so it's not just someone's opinion yeah nice okay I'll have to look into it what, was there another one um yeah it's called uh white fragility and it's amazing uh i think it's really telling that the name itself can really cause people to like kind of rankle mm-hmm. But um, it talks about... Really ruffling some feathers. Oh, yeah. But, you know, it talks about kind of the broader context of white supremacists, not necessarily like Confederate flag-waving white supremacy, but just a system that gives advantages to certain people, to white people over, you know, people of color and how, you know, to recognize that and kind of frame your understanding of it in a way where you can talk about it and be I think the biggest thing is that you can have a conversation with someone else you know they can call you out and say like hey you sh- what you said was problematic because of xyz and you can process that in a way that's helpful instead of just you know freaking out which is kind of the common response when anyone gets called out. Um, so totally worth reading. Uh, I've been checking Light out. Fragility. Yeah. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. Total, I mean, the the two choices, total San Francisco, like, I, I could imagine a lot of people making fun of me for picking those two books. Let, let's <laughs> share your comments below. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, they'll be making fun of us. <laughs> people people love to make fun of this show. Ooh, it's a thing. Ooh. That could be one way to gain promotion is to post it on Reddit sites where you think people will just roast you, and they'll be like, oh, my God, get a load of this, and they'll spread it around. And, you know, there's no such thing I'm as... I'm making a post saying that? There's no such thing as bad press. 
Are you saying I should make fake posts on Reddit about it? <laughs> you could. Like blo- like roasting my own show? <laughs> I, you could. I was suggesting that you... Just trolling people into watching it. You put it in places where people are going to attack it. Be like, can you believe this is a podcast? That's just one way to gain viewers, you know? Podcast? This show's more like a nodcast, because I was getting sleepy. Yeah, I think I need to. I might need to na- change the name of the show. We're breaking the fourth <laughs> wall here. Like, I'm open to suggestion. I don't. Th- I don't know if I. I don't really like. It doesn't really speak to me. The the long story short. You should um sell it to the highest bidder. Like whatever they want to call it. Just they like just Chevron. <laughs> yeah. We've got a commercial for Chevron. Uh, it may have happened already. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, let's go to commercial right now so you guys can hear it. Uh, we'll be coming back with Matt Swagler in a second here. We're talking about stuff. We're changing the world. And uh, we'll be right back after this message. Long Story Short is brought to you by Polly Mattresses for Everyone. You can try one of their new Polypore Spring-Free Memory Foam Mattresses for 60 days. Six zero. Most mattress companies only let you try their mattresses out for 30 days. Hey, speaking for myself, I need a bit longer than that to know if there's something I'm gonna, if it's something that I'm gonna commit my body to for years to come. See, Polly knows this. They know it. That's why they have an industry-leading 60-day trial period that you can sleep on the mattress, and if you're not 100% satisfied with it and you can speak to an improvement in your sleep, they'll come by and pick that mattress back up and dump it straight in the ocean. Just kidding. No, they will come, they'll come and take it and light it on fire, and you'll never have to go sleep on that or see that piece of garbaggio again. They're that serious about you getting yourself to Snoresville. Polly, giving the world its sleep back. We are sponsored by Chevron. Get that gas, baby. Did you know Chevron is now the second leading solar innovator in California with over 23 new carbon neutral plants constructed in 2020 so you and your family can live the lives you've always dreamed of. Want a pool? Get one! Solar. Solar. Solar! Worried about the environmental impact of whatever? Blah, blah, blah. Solar, Solar, baby! Want to go back to school? Dun. Dun. Solar. Solar! Folks, it's not rocket science. It's Chevron Green. Chevron, do you love us now? Folks, only one more day until July 4th, and you know what that means. Time to get your Roman candles. We've got the freshest Romans, straight from their vines in Nevada. But why stop at Romans? We've got all the fireworks for your 4th. Tommy John's, Fizzy Busters, Red Hot Pokers, Ultimax Family Packs, Raw Gunpowder Grab Bags, Principal Skinner's Nightmare, Cannibal Christmas, Commemorative Michael Jackson, Finkler's, Red Crocodiles, Mad Jesus, and all the juicy gestures your kids can stuff in their pockets. You might last the pandemic, but these prices won't. So come on down to Kevy's Roadside Romans, where we make your dreams soar. And we're back. Ooh, man. 
It is moist. It is so moist in here. No, it's it's good. I'm feeling it. What do you think the show should be called? We were talking earlier before the break about reframing uh, this. Mm. I got, I got some, I got, I got some names. Can I read them? Yeah. Okay. Let me be honest. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> Where there's smoke, little known fact, or common misconception. Kevin Dick's million dollar idea, the billion dollar podcast, best of both worlds, feast your eyes, educated guest, ooh, edu- I, I misspoke, I, I, I meant to say educated guest, but educated guest, what do you think about that one? Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty uh catchy, but it's setting the bar really high. Educated guest? Yeah. Why? Cuz I have to like have <laughs> You have to find I just have idiots on though. Oh, okay. I mean, I could. That could be like the theme. Be like, it's ironic. I just have I choose people that I don't respect. <laughs> well. I mean, that would be that would be mean. That it doesn't say mean. how much education. Okay. Or like what kind of education? It sounds like you're not sold. Yet. No, no, no. No, no, these are jumping out to you. That's fine. I'm going to keep going. Last straw. These are all kind of like like phrases that I thought of. Like, I don't really like most of them because they're like cliche. The madness. The bandwagon. <laughs> Here's what I think. Take a number. Juicy bird. Are we friends? Here's what I think. Your real friends and charming strangers could mean that I am here trying to charm strangers. Like that's what I do is I'm I'm just charming strangers all day. Double meaning. Or it could be talking about the strangers themselves. Well, what's the overall theme that you're going for with the show? That's the problem. I have no premise. You could make it about that. We're definitely leaving this in. Oh, this is real good stuff. Huh? Like, what's the point with Kevin Dick? Just a, a meta-analysis observation of the show itself while it's happening. Yeah. I feel like that could last upwards of two episodes. Just until you run dry of uh, the premise of that. We need something that's got some some legs. Staying power. Staying power. Uh, one <laughs> phrase that you said a lot before that stuck with me is like, "This is good, right? Is this good? Is this good? That could be." Should I write it down? The title. Matt Swagler is telling me to add. Is this good? That's how I type. That's good. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Oh, we got to do a um, a reading from this book. So this is a segment we call Nature's Ways. 
And if you could just read a couple paragraphs, yeah, of one of these. Which which one is that? Uh, armadillos. A knight in armor. The armadillos are as completely clothed in armor as any knight of the Middle Ages. Every inch of the upper part of the animal is covered with beautifully sculptured horny plates. These plates appear even on the ears, where they are very small and delicate. Armadillos lack teeth in the front of both upper and lower jaws and are members of the toothless animal group, which includes the anteaters. The foods which they eat are licked up by the sticky surface of their extensile tongues. As its appearance indicates, the armadillo is a stupid animal living a life of restricted motion. Its hearing and eyesight are poor, and the armor gives it an almost immobile body. These characteristics, combined with small head hung loosely on a short neck, make it resemble a little pig. It jogs along in its trails from one feeding place to another with the same stiff little trotting gait and a self-centered air. When alarmed, the armadillo immediately runs to the shelter of its burrow, but if caught by a dog or a natural foe, it coils up in a ball. Armadillo burrows sometimes accommodate strange neighbors. It is reliably reported that one in Texas was found to be occupied by the owner in his den at one end by a big rattlesnake and also by a half-grown rabbit, each in a side chamber of its own. The young, numbering from four to eight, have their eyes open at birth. At that time, the armor is as soft and flexible as fine leather. The hardening of the skin is progressive, continuing until the animal completes its growth. As soon as the young are able to travel, they trot along with the old one during her foraging trips. In the remote past, many species of armadillos, some of gigantic size, roamed the plains of South America, and a number of small species still exist there. These animals are peculiar to America and are most abundant on the southern continent. Cool. It's kind of judgy. Of called them stupid. Well, that's just na- that's just nature's ways, Matt. Calling them dumb, stupid. Oh yes, just very. Yeah. Um. Well, Matt, thank you. Um, I think we gotta wrap it up here. Did we cover all the bases? Yeah, we found out how I feel about God and Danny Elfman. Yeah. Well, um, thanks for coming on. Always great to see you. Have to have you back on sometime. Love your input. Love to hash it up. Maybe we can really get this thing popping with the with the, sw- the swaggler bump, as I like <laughs> to call it. Folks, thanks for joining us again. We'll be coming back at you, maybe with a different name. Let's let's hear from you guys if you have any suggestions. Maybe we can uh, change it up to something spicier. Okay, take care for now. Kevin signing off. Bye. Shout out to our moms. Bye. Bye, mommies.